You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello, my darling sheep spotters. Welcome to episode 68 of the Sheep Spot Podcast, and Happy New Year! I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we are laser focused on helping you make more yarns you love with beautiful fibers and top-notch instruction. So tell me this, spinners. Do you know that you may want to finish your woolen yarns differently than you would finish your worsted yarns? Did you know that cotton yarns actually need to be boiled to set the twist? In today's episode, I'm reviewing Kate Larson's video, Finishing Up, which is available as a video download from Longthread Media. Longthread Media, in case you're not up on the intricacies of the spinning publishing world, it's a tiny world. Um, Longthread Media is where interweaves spinning and weaving titles ended up when Interweave's parent company, F&W, went bankrupt, which I think was last year, 2019. And Longthread um, Media is owned by the original founder of Interweave, Linda Ligon, and Anne Murrow, and I think one other person. And they have, in the bankruptcy, they acquired Spinoff Magazine, Handwoven, and Piecework, And it looks like they also now own the various spinning and weaving video courses that were produced at Interweave. And Interweave was bought by another company, and they are keeping the Interweave name. So Interweave Knits and all that stuff is over there. But the spinning stuff is at Long Thread Media. So you might want to check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, not all of the spinning videos are available on the long thread website right now. And I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. I hope they all will become available because they're a really important resource for the spinning world. But I'm happy to say that the video that I'm reviewing today, Kate Larson's video finishing up is available as I speak these words in January 2020. And it is just $20 USD for the download. And finishing up is just an hour long, but it's really packed with information. And I think it is incredibly useful. So Larson starts by covering how to skein up your hand spun and tie it securely so that you won't end up with a horrible tangle in the finishing process. And then she provides a simple wet finishing technique for worsted wool yarn. So this is probably what most of us do most of the time. And that is just plunking our hand spun skeins into some hot water and some wool wash and letting them hang out there for a while. Um, but then she also covers uh, cotton yarns and silk yarns. And those may require a bit of um, special handling beyond um, washing the silk yarns, beyond washing if the fiber hasn't been degummed and still has some saracen in it. So saracen is like the sticky 
stuff that the silkworm, I believe this is correct. I'm not a silk expert, but I believe it's what gets secreted along alongside the silk by the silkworm. So um, the silk has to be tr- actually treated to remove that. Um, and you will get, and the, and the silk really changes a lot when it's degummed. So she talks a little bit about um, degumming silk. She doesn't go into a huge amount of detail, but she does demonstrate how to boil cotton and the transformation that happens in cotton after you boil it for a little while. So that was really cool. So she, after she just covers um, wet finishing, she goes on to cover all the different methods of what she calls washing plus. And this is how to finish woolen yarns by fulling them, by snapping them, by whacking them during finishing. And she very carefully explains why and how you might want to use each technique. And uh, she discusses when you might want to steam a yarn to finish it instead of immersing it in water. And the occasions when you might want to steam a yarn are if you have a highly textured yarn, like let's say a tail spun yarn, or I've even done this with coarse spun yarns, or a yarn that is super, super twisty, like a singles. Um, if you, if you steam them, you can actually get the, the singles will go through a transformation if they're wool singles and they've been steamed long enough. They will actually go through a kind of physical transformation, which will relax and set the twist. Um, so that's a really good thing to know how to do. And she also talks about when it's appropriate to block or weight a yarn during finishing and, and this gets an incredibly bad rap and it is a very bad idea, I think, with wool yarns, particularly if you're going to knit with them. But there are situations in which it makes sense to um, block or weight a yarn. Um, and it's good to know how to do it when you want to do it. So for example, with a cotton yarn or something that's a bast fiber, where you're not worried about um, the, I mean, the problem with weighting a wool yarn is that it will uh, dry longer than it actually is, if you understand what I mean. So when you get it wet, the crimp's going to be reactivated and it'll come back and your skein will shrink. And if you've already knit your skein into something, then your thing will will shrink and that will make you sad. So, um, And then in the final section, she covers how to measure and store your skeins and how to keep records of your spinning projects. She has a really interesting record keeping method. It's considerably more elaborate than mine, but it was really interesting to see how she does it. Um, so I rewatched finishing up recently as part of my preparation to teach my sheep spotters society members about finishing. We're doing a whole month on finishing in February. And this video from Kate Larson is really the only comprehensive resource I've found that is dedicated entirely to finishing. So it's a good thing that it's a really good video, and it is a really good video. I highly recommend it, especially if you spin a wide variety of fibers. So a couple of things that I really particularly liked about the video, Larson herself, she has a really lovely presence. 
She explains things incredibly clearly. She's clearly very knowledgeable. She does many different kinds of fiber art. She knits, she weaves, she does embroidery, she spins for her embroidery, um, which is something I'll come back to. And if I ever have a chance to take a class with her, I'm absolutely going to do it. So I just really liked the way she came across in the video. Um, and she, the second thing is that she just manages to pack a huge amount of information into a highly digestible hour, which is difficult to do. And I promise you that it, it will be time well spent. There were a couple of just little caveats or quibbles or, um, elaborations that I would make to a couple of things that she says. And these are both very small. So first, in the skeining section, when she's talking about how to prepare a skein for the wash, she talks about situations in which your yarn doesn't quite reach all the way around the nitty knotty. So we've all had this situation, you're, you've just plied something, you're taking it off your bobbin with your nitty knotty. And um, the ends don't quite meet around the nitty knotty. And um, she demonstrates why and actually how you need to actually unwind some of your yarn and not the two ends of the yarn securely. And this is something that I'm a little, I have a little bit of a, um, be in my bonnet, bonnet about, and I'll tell you why. Um, so I, once when I was dying, still dying yarn, I, bought a bunch of Cormo from a, uh, from a, the actual farmer and they were lovely skeins. It's a lovely yarn. Um, but she was really determined. I think it was her first batch of yarn that she was selling and she was really determined that she wanted the skeins to be exactly 100 yards. And the size of the loop of the skein meant that she couldn't tie the ends together. So she did a half hitch at each at each of the ends. And let me tell you that those half hitches just wreaked havoc with my life for about three weeks. Because anytime they, you know, you looked at them funny, one of the ends would come loose, they would tangle like crazy people. It was just, it was not good. So do not, do not, do not, um, tie up the ends of your skein with half hitches, actually unwind a bit off your nitty knotty to the point where you can tie the two ends together in a really good secure overhand knot. It will save you so much trouble when you are working with the yarn. Um, she says that, you know, she cautions against the half hitch method because it's going to compress the fibers. And when the fibers go into water or meet the steam or however you're finishing them, it's going to, that's going to mean that you're going to have a little spot in your skein, um, that is kind of compressed, which isn't good. Um, but I think the much more important reason not to use half hitches is the one that I have talked about, which is that it's just going to put you in a world of hurt. And I don't want that for you. So, um, and then one other point in the video, uh, she talks about using dish detergent when fulling wool yarns. And I was interested in this and the, re she says that she usually uses a wool wash, but when she's fulling a yarn and she's going to treat a, like a, 
uh, woolen yarn, and she's going to treat it more aggressively, she wants to have a stronger detergent in there. And my worry about that is that a lot of detergents advertise them, and she's talking about dishwashing liquid. Um, a lot of detergents advertise themselves as containing en- enzymes, which may not be best friends with your protein fibers. So I would recommend that you always use a dedicated wool wash, or if you don't have any dedicated wool wash, just use some shampoo. It'll work perfectly well. Um, and especially if you, if the fiber you're starting with is pretty clean to begin with. Um, and just, you know, use some shampoo. I've done this in so many hotel bathrooms. I can't even tell you. And, um, that way you know that your beautiful hand spun that you've worked so hard on is going to be, um, around and in good condition for as long as you need it to be. Um, I, and also I always use Eucalan, um, to do my fulling and I've never had any trouble with it. So I think it's just as effective as uh, a dish detergent would be in that situation. So I don't think it's really necessary to drag out the dish detergent. And everything I'm talking about has has to do with wool. If you're washing um, cotton or your de- or, or linen or you're degumming silk, have at it with the dish detergent. It's not going to um, it's not going to hurt anything. So three things I learned from this video that I did not know. One, she talks about how she keeps her skeins lightly twisted when she puts them into the wash, just very softly. Um, you know, that thing where you twist the, the skein and you fold it and you let it twist back on itself and it makes a neat little package. And she does, she actually, um, like, lightly twists her skeins before she puts them into their finishing bath. And she's, um, and she does this because it keeps them all nice and tidy. And that seems like a really good idea to me, something I would never have thought of. Obviously, you don't want to do it too tightly because you want the fibers to have some room to move around. But if you do it super softly, I don't see a problem with that. And it might be advantageous in certain situations particularly if you've got like a huge skein of, um, say, lace weight, and you just really want to keep it in order. A second thing that I learned from her had to do with, and this was when I first watched the video, which was a few years ago, um, and it had to do with using steam to set the twist to smooth out and tame the excess twist in singles and as a way to finish highly textured yarns that might suffer and kind of become disarrayed if, if you immerse them in water. Um, and this, I'd never done it before I watched this video and it is a really, really useful technique in a bunch of different situations. Um, one situation is when you need the skein to dry fast for some reason, um, if you steam it, it's going to be dry almost right away. Uh, it's great for setting the twist and smoothing out singles. And I'm not going to go into why that works, but um, I am going to provide a couple of links in the show notes to articles that explain the science of it. Um, and those are both from the twist issue of Ply. 
Uh, and then the other thing that I learned from her, and I have to say, I was initially quite skeptical about this, is the importance of hanging yarn up to dry over a wide, round rod, like something like a piece of PVC pipe would be perfect. Or, um, and I, I've just never really given much thought to how I hang up my washed yarns. And she makes a really great case for why you want to put your yarns over something round. And then also why you want to kind of rotate the skein while it dries so that the water, because as you're um, working, as the skein is drying, all the water is pooling at the bottom of the skein. And even if you've pressed all the pressed as much water as you can out of it with a towel, you're still going to have some water pooling at the bottom. And she points out that that puts a lot of weight and strain on the um, parts of the yarn at the top of the skein. And so she just, um, you know, every so often as the skein is drying, gives it a little tug. So she's moving that wet spot around. Um, I would imagine that it um, might speed up the drying process a little bit. But the real reason to do it is that it's going to um, make sure that your finishing doesn't alter the yarn, um, leave creases in it, do anything that you uh, that you don't want to happen to your yarn before you work with it. And I'll confess that when she first started talking about this, I was like, oh, get out of here, lady. This is way too fiddly. But the more she talked about it, the more sense it made to me. And she was talking about it specifically in relation to an embroidery yarn. So an embroidery yarn, if you're, you know, making a wool embroidery yarn and something happens to it in the finishing process that shows that you don't want to show, it's you're not going to then wash that piece again. So a lot of these problems that might be introduced in finishing, like creases or changes to the twist, if you're knitting with that fabric or if you're weaving, sorry, if you're knitting with that yarn or weaving with that yarn, then you're going to wash the the garment probably and block it before you wear it. So those problems will come out in that second phase of blocking. But with embroidery, you don't have that second phase. So um, so as I say, she convinced me. So just to sum up, go get finishing yarns. It's, uh, it's really good. And if you've ever been confused about the best way to finish one of your hand spun yarns, it's a really good resource to have. Now, last but not least, I mentioned earlier that I am teaching finishing to the members of the Sheep Spotter Society next month. And the society is actually going to be open to new members this month. And I'm recording this in January 2020. It's going to be open for just four days from January 20th through the 23rd. So it's opening at 9am on January 20th. It's closing at 5pm Eastern, um, those are both Eastern Standard Times, um, closing at 5 p.m. Eastern on the 23rd. And the price will be $29 US a month. Or you can join for the full year for $309 and get a little bit of a discount. Uh, and if you're interested in getting an affordable and comprehensive and 
convenient spinning education, the Sheep Spotter Society is the way to do it. Plus, you will be joining a community of the most fun spinners on the interwebs. Seriously, I heart them so much. Um, and they are creating a beautiful culture inside the membership um, community. And I just, as I say, I just love them. And I'm really, really grateful and happy to have them in my life. So shout out for my Sheep Spotter Society folks. So if you're interested and you haven't yet signed up for the Sheep Spotter Society mailing list, you can do so at sheepspot.com slash T as in Tom S S T S S stands for the Sheep Spotters Society. See it because I'm so clever like that. And um, that way you'll get all the information and you'll also get access to my free four part video workshop called The Spinner's Journey. It's the basis of everything that I teach in the Sheep Spotter Society. So go sign up and get the free workshop watch the free workshop, join us in Sheep Spotter Society. We would love to have you. That is it for me this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode in which I am going to be talking about double-coated sheep breeds and their amazing fleeces. You won't want to miss it. So in the meantime, go spin something. 